3: 17 hours, picking me a bouquet dog flowers, and I'm a I can see my baby tonight. So me, mama, me- and welcome into the Miller's Edge on a tie 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Happy Thursday. Hope you all are doing well. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, with you, alongside Christian Miller and Noah Haynes, is behind the glass. And it is a Darius Rucker, Carolyn's Boy Thursday. We'd like to do that for you. Give you some tunes from uh, now and some from way back, good friend of mine. Of course, we got like to support all those good dudes that are friends of mine. A lot to get into on the program today. Of course, uh, several Alabama players, SEC Player of the Year, we'll tell you about those guys. And again, I still want to talk about this NIL transfer portal stuff because it is becoming a big deal uh, people are talking about it everywhere you turn around. It's about NIL. It's about guys leaving. It's about money. How is this sustainable? I want to get into all of that. How does this affect the University of Alabama? I heard uh, we was buried this morning talking about Alabama does not, was Whip does not have a ton of money. And so uh, we'll get into some of that. Uh, will there something that they will be affected by? Of course, Tyler Buckner already Transferred already moved on, uh, whether it be lacrosse or football, he is out. Um, will there be others to follow? Of course, being that they're in the final four, the college football playoffs, I don't see, uh, right now anybody making any kind of decisions. I'll let a couple guys, unless they decide that, Hey, I'm not going to play and then I want to go now, but I don't think that's going to, um, to happen, but I do really want to talk about. Some of that stuff because I think it's important. I think it's the direction of college football. How do we keep this thing going? Will the rich continue to get richer? Uh, Will this affect lower, smaller schools? And also, will this affect high school? Uh, You know, being that I do what I do, of course, mentoring guys. Listen, I told a family not long ago, I thought their son is very talented, a little undersized quarterback. He's not 6'2". He's six foot. Well, it, it affected his recruitment. Uh, a guy that probably could in the past got into a division one school now drops down to division two. Um, so guys now taking more chances on transfer portal guys rather than high school guys because we look at Deion Sanders. He goes to Colorado, right? And. He got rid of everybody, basically everybody on that roster. Now they weren't that good. They won one game. So you can't really blame the guy. But at the same time, listen, he builds his team through the transfer portal. So he's able to go out and find guys. As a matter of fact, just signed the number one offensive tackle, number one player in 2024 class. He came from Oklahoma, I believe. Um, we gotta look it up, see exactly what his name was, but he just, Sign this guy or commitment from this guy. Again, there's a commitment. Now, until he signs, we don't know that's going to happen for sure. But all of this obviously is going to cause some types of problem. And how will this affect the University of Alabama? Being that it is about money. Now, Alabama does have one thing on their side. History. History states that Nick Saban, the goat, is able to coach, able to develop, able to turn guys around and give them a chance to become who they want to become. They have the go. They have the ability to do that. So history is on the side of the University of Alabama. Uh, the national championships, the SEC championships, what is it, 30 now? Something like that's crazy. So they have all of that. They have the history, but at the same time, the type of athletes that we're seeing today they uh, you know—we talked about this yesterday. Guys don't care about the rings; they want the bling. Let me say it again for the folks in the back of the church. Wait, aren't, isn't bling rings? You know, Guys don't the care. Chi- about they want. They the want bling. the bling. Well, uh, they, they, yeah, they're that too.
0: <laughs> the ling a ling They want there the let a ling
3: so. Well, you yeah, know, however you want to say, I was trying to be cool. But anyway, um uh, that's the biggest thing. So how is this going to be sustainable? I know, uh, the, the president of the NCAA, I believe it was, I like, get Christian to pull it up, or, or, Noah, he took it pretty long. He talked about, uh, you know, splitting the money, making it more fair. Based on TV revenue, this, that, and the third, that has some merit to it. We can get into some of that if you want to. Here's the drip? 205-342-9904. That's the number. We also, we encourage you every single day to download that free app. It's tied 100.9. It's absolutely free. You can send a question. You can add, you comment. You can do whatever. You can even voice it. And my man Noah, who's the best reader in Alabama, will read that on air live if you want to do it that way for your work, can't really talk on the phone, that's an absolutely way for you can, can be a part of the show. Also, just download that app and you can listen to us wherever you are and wherever you're going because it goes everywhere. So there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of the stories, a lot of good things on that app, Tide 100.9. So there you have it. Joined now by the son Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, Christian Miller in Tuscaloosa. I'm in my kitchen in Columbia, South Carolina. I say good day, guys.
2: What's going on? It's nice that there's not, <laughs> not construction zone going on today, like, like yesterday, but <clears throat> um let me, let me, wait, let me get this straight. You, so I'm reading this. I, I hadn't heard of the NCAA president and his proposal, and so you right. just mentioned it. I'm reading it right now, but so basically his proposal, uh, were, was for some of the most highly resourced schools in Division One to be able to pay their athletes through a trust fund, um, or use some, I guess, metrics, I guess, involving you know, some, some of the, you know, I guess the money that they make, the revenue they make from some, you know, various uh, sources. But that would be, um, definitely would be groundbreaking. I mean, do you think that actually could happen? It, it, according to this article, and I haven't read enough into it. Again, I'm just now hearing of this. Uh, it seems like, you know, it was met with some praise. You know, definitely some criticism here and there. But it seems like some people are for it. Um, just, I mean, so, but how would that work, though? I mean, would they still do the whole NIL thing? So, this would be on top of NIL. So, now you're talking about they, they'd they be paid from the university and they'd also be able to get NIL deals. Am I understanding this? I, I mean, I probably should read more on it. Um, yeah, it's,
3: it's pretty deep. It's uh, like I said, it's pretty lengthy. Um, something similar to that. You know, but basically, you know, in a nutshell, he wants to. So basically, they're
2: they're making it even more wild. I mean, there's going to be even more division, right? Because, I mean, (laughs) obviously, the bigger schools are going to be able to pay more. Uh, So I'm just kind of confused on, like, what the the premise of of this is. You see what I mean? Like, if people are already complaining about, you know, there's disparity in college football because of all this NIL stuff and the, the schools with more resources and more money, already are benefiting, I mean, wouldn't this just further benefit those said institutions?
3: Yeah, I mean of course it is.
2: Or, or am I am I missing something? I'm just kind of confused. <laughs> I thought the, I thought the whole argument was they were trying to trying to even the playing field and that's why, you know, Coach Sabe and these other, you know, representatives from college football are going to Congress and you know, doing all that stuff. Or I, I thought it was to kind of even the playing field and almost put a cap on things, but this seems like it's pushing the envelope further. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I haven't I, read I think it completely. He's making,
3: I, <clears throat> I think he's making it more fair. I mean, more even what he wants to do. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, here's my whole thing, and I said this from the beginning. I said this from the beginning, that when they said this was going to happen, I mean, let me go back to 1987 when I left Paysom, South Carolina, when I came to Columbia, South Carolina to play for the Gamecocks. I was a one of, of 11 uh, family that, you know, dad worked hard, mom cleaned houses, took care, raised our family, uh, didn't have anything. Right. So I worked hard in the summer. I went to the watermelon field. I joke a lot about the capital of the world, all that. They, worked, they raised $500 because I didn't get quite there. People gave me some money to buy a car so I have something to drive around on campus. Uh, 77, 1977 Monte Carlo, right? But I was the highest-rated recruit in my class, okay? We didn't have stars. We didn't have all the stuff that, that that people have now. But I was, you know, what they call a super prep All-American. Won all the awards, all-state, blah, blah, blah. I played offense defense with all-state basketball. You know, I did all this stuff. So... I didn't have any money. So we we always clamored, you know, back then it was the handshakes, right? It was a great game, Corey, you know, $500. <laughs> you know, $500, it was, $300. I mean, they were a bunch of old dudes that hung around our practice. All They had free access. We always saw them. they come by the locker room, everything. We're like, who are these dudes? Well, they we found out they was, you know, they were boosters.
2: There. Y'all, that's y'all's bank. <laughs> Basically,
3: they got all the access they want, right? And I'll see them same dudes after the game when I show up, come out the door, and they, a couple of them first one with the great handshakes about every game. And so, if I hadn't had that, I couldn't have made it, right? We got some free garb, but not the garb that y'all are getting now. I mean, the equipment guy was, he and he want to us just, they straight grays. We called them grays. Cause they was plain gray shorts. They didn't even have the logo on. With a Gamecock football t-shirt. You get one, if you lose them, Lord bless you to get another set. I mean, that's how hard it was. I mean, like I said, my $500 card, movies? What? I mean, I'm better off without a girlfriend. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah, you wanna go, uh, sit under the tree? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, so, my point is this. NIL comes in. We clamor for this stuff. We always said, guys should get paid. We always knew that we were making money for the universe. We always knew we have given so much of ourselves for the sake of the, the, the program, right? Now you have that. Now you have it. Now it's like, okay, that is cool. I can sell my name. I can sell my image. I can sell my likeness. I can make T-shirts. I can do a camp. I can do whatever I want. I can do link. I can do what we talked about that yesterday, right? And I can make money. Right, if I'm really good enough, I can now do national I can do Dr. Pepper. I can do beats. I can do whatever I want to do. I can make as much money as I want to, right? But now it's changed because it's used for recruiting. It's not used just for name, imaging like this. Now teams have said, you know what? We're going to get our boosters. We're going to raise some money. We're going to start collecting, which I, I help out for one right here, Carolina Rise. So I know all about this. Right? So now it's used for recruiting. We got a player right now. All SEC wide receiver two years ago, Juice Wells. Got hurt, didn't play. Scored against Georgia this year. Had a foot injury, didn't play. So he's going to get into the transfer pool. They paid him a lot of money. A lot of money. Right? Spencer Rattler got paid a lot of money. Now he's going to the NFL. he Wells said, I'm coming back. Told the fan, hey, I'm coming back. But I ain't coming back to Columbia. <laughs> I guess who was, down here that, guess <laughs> who was down here the other day taking a picture of his Gamecocks golf cart? Lane Kiffin. Wait, wait, Team. hold
2: on, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait.
3: Taking a wait, hold on. Say it again.
2: Lane was in Colombia. We'll you're saying visiting oh, yeah. Juice
3: Wells? Yeah, look at his ex. Juice has a nice uh, a golf cart, Gamecock tattooed all around. Matter of fact, I know the guy that I uh, was at the event, purchased it. Did nil deal with? It, gave him the golf cart. The golf cart sold maybe close to twenty thousand dollars. Dang. Right. I wanted a golf cart. My friend Larry, I thought was gonna give it to me. I just texted this morning. I said, "Hey, since Juice, you're repoing the golf cart, give it to me." But um, so my point is, NIL is not for NIL. It's transfer portal, and what can I give this guy? You heard Coach saying, "Well, to get a quarterback is gonna cost one to two million dollars." This is not what it was intended to do. It wasn't intended for that. It was intended for you to come sign to your school, go and work your tail off, lift weights, get bigger, stronger, lose weight, get skinnier, and faster, whatever it is, play your ball, get noticed, get recognized, and people said, hey, I want to be a part of what this young man is doing or young lady is doing. I want to, I got a company. I want her to be a part of my company. I want to, I want to buy her t-shirts or whatever it is. I want them to come to my sports bar and sign autographs and take pictures. That's what NIL was meant for. It wasn't meant for any of this foolishness that's happening now. And and the thing that I say, that that is not sustainable. Now, as a person that works in collective, you know what you got to do? You got to come up with creative ways. Hey, you know, we got a business. We got a radio show. We got this. We got a ministry. We got... All the different ways that you can give. Can you give $20, 1801 which is our year of inheritance, so to speak, uh, a month? Can you give $50 a month? Can you give $100 a month? Oh, then we got to go to the big wigs. Hey, we got to keep Spencer Rattler. We got to keep Juice Wells. We got to keep, you know, Jay LaMiro. We got to keep this guy, Burton. We got to keep, you know, they're going, they're going to demand seven figures. Why? Because they are that type of player. That's what transfer portal is. Look at Florida State. Person. People want to be mad and talk about. They went and bought 17 of their 22 stars. because <laughs> people, <laughs> people, their fans were so sick of losing, so they came up with the money to go get these big time receivers and D linemen and even two players here from the University of South Carolina, Jaheim Bell, a tight end, defensive end. I mean, they they're, they're 17 to 22 stars was in a transfer pool. So this is the effect this is having. So my question is, how is this going to affect the University of Alabama? We, we know they got the history. That's on their side. They got 105,000 stadium, Frank Denny. They got the Gopnik Saban. They got the Rabbit fan base. But as I said, it we say the rings or the blings, whatever you want to call it. Them boys ain't about that no more. Them boys about how can I get money? Here's the other thing: a guy like Juice Wells, he gets all that money, gets hurt, don't play. Then he says, you know what? The quarterback's gone. I-, I like Lenore Sellers, a freshman who's got great upside, but I don't know. So, but I got SEC status now, all SEC. Who gonna pay me? I'm healthy now. Lane Kiffin will highly freaking toddy. So, what does this do for Alabama? I want to discuss all the potential players that we may not know right now that may end up being a. Um, I don't want to say a word. I want to choose wisely, Corey. Victim? <laughs> Which one of the Alabama players going to be a victim of this circumstance? All right, we got Christian Miller, two-time All of, uh, uh, not even not All American, but he's two-time nah, <laughs> He's a two-time national champion and uh, captain of the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Myself, Corey Miller, the passive paint, Gamecock Hall of Famer, NFL nine years, and we got the fascinating Noah Haynes behind the glass. We'll come back, take your phone calls, hear from you. 205 Don't forget, we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feast Store. America's art support experts will come back do a little bit more of that business. This is the Middle Wanna Tie, 100.9, 1230 AM WTVC. It is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We'll be back.
0: Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today 59. Clear tonight with a low at 37. Tomorrow, partly sunny during the day. A few showers are possible tomorrow night, the high 66. Saturday, cloudy and mild with occasional showers, the high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC
3: 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back here on the Darius Rucker, Carolyn's Boy. Fires do not start themselves. That's the song right there. Go check them out and get that download. you enjoy the great music by my good friend Darius Rucker. By the way, congratulations to him. Just had his name right there on the uh, stars in, in Hollywood. So that's a big deal. So congratulations to uh, Darius Rucker. I told you i uh, breaking early on a little while ago. Five star plus off the top of Jordan Seaton. Uh has committed to Colorado. He was the number one offensive tackle in 24, chose the Buffaloes over Tennessee. Uh a lot of peak shot, Tennessee, Florida, and Ohio State. Also, uh Travis Etienne is decided to hit the transfer portal. (laughs) He was led the Florida Gators in rushing. And now he is gone. Also breaking Texas wide receiver Casey Kane. He plays into the transfer portal. Uh, Dad Gum, six three two hundred from New Orleans. Uh, Louisiana will have two years of eligibility, so he plans on leaving. Uh, Oregon State linebacker Easton, I can't pronounce his last name, McIneris Arnold has entered the transfer report. He recorded 106 tackles. It's not like these guys didn't play 207 two th- in 2023. He's in the transfer report. I told you about, uh, Trevor, I'm sorry. Trevor Etienne is the brother of, uh, Travis, Travis played at Clemson now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this thing, as I said, is uh, getting crazy. Um, how will this affect the University of Alabama? I do not know, because uh, you know, after they get through the uh, hopefully the next two games, that there will be some guys that who thought came in as five and four stars, thought they would be dudes that's going to play a lot of football, and did not play. Probably going to be hitting the portal. So, Christian, who are some guys that you think that uh, might be potential transfer guys? And if so, maybe you understand. And then maybe those guys, like I just mentioned, that has great stats, that are looking and chasing the money. Uh, that could be the situation as well. Real quick, Stephen M. Smith just texted me a little while ago. Of in his own words, will join us at the 11:40 hour, 12:40 here on Eastern Time. So, Christian. What some guys you think? From our roster here at Alabama? Yep.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say specific names. Dudes, I don't know. People would take that and run with it and say, oh, they're transferring. Christian said it. He must know something. I don't know anything. But maybe if I'm going off positions,
3: I mean, we have a loaded edge edge group. What about a guy like Dillard Uh that, Well, here's you the got, thing. I got Ty think... Simpson there. You got Jalen Miro coming back. Will he be fine with being the third quarterback? As he is right now. Uh,
2: Oh, well, if I'm not mistaken, I think he also was interested in playing some baseball. So I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed around, played some baseball while he learns and develops as a quarterback with some guys in front of him. But uh, maybe the Holstein guy, the other freshman. I I hate naming these guys, but I mean, I'm just saying it. Only reason I would say him, and just as you just mentioned Longerian, and him and Holstein came in the same class together, the same age, obviously. uh, Lundgren has the edge over him in their class, respectively. And, um, you know, you got Milro, Ty Simpson, you know, a number of other guys. So, and you got the freshman coming in. I wouldn't be shocked, maybe, you know, Holstein there. Like I said, I said before, you know, edge group, you signed like three, five stars. You had Keon Keeley, Rusall, and, uh, Pierre. Those three guys, I think, all were five stars in this class. I think you still had, the, is it, uh, Jeremiah Alexander, another guy who was a top recruit, uh, hadn't necessarily seen a bunch of playing time just yet. I mean, maybe a, a guy in that room, just because there's so much depth there, uh, wouldn't be shot of an O-line transfers. I mean, you can only have five guys playing. There's not really a rotation there. If a guy doesn't see himself making it on the field, definitely could see a guy on the O-line maybe looking elsewhere. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, is it, you can't predict it, but, I mean, you can just kind of look at positions and kind of guess. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, does it really matter to alabama yes and no i mean yes it sucks that you lose your depth pieces we we learned that uh was it last season All right i mean alabama only had <laughs> i don't even think they had a full 2 deep of offensive alignment in the bowl game against kansas state All right so i mean it it hurts in that uh regard but then you also look at them this season and then they're sec champions they're you know in the playoffs contending for a play, national championship so did it really hurt them I mean, probably not quite as hard as some other people, but it does from a depth perspective. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt Alabama at all, but realistically, uh, you know, we're going to keep on pushing. We're going to just play with the guys that we have. and We're going to keep on recruiting. Um, But, I mean, look, that's what you deal with with a transfer reporter. I'll I'll say this. I know Alabama does a good job with with NIL in terms of funding to to an extent, but I'm going to be honest with you. We don't necessarily, you know, fund – our guys as much as some of these other places. I mean, that's just the truth. Like, do we have a lot of money with our collective? I'm pretty sure we do, at least so so I've been told. However, I mean, I've heard, you know, other schools typically pay a good bit more than, than we do. And, and we can probably get away with that because, you know, it's easy to pitch a guy and say, hey, we might not pay as much here, but... The experience that you're going to have here competing for national championships year in and year out, the coaching that you're going to get from Coach Saban and, uh, the fellow coaches, uh, second to none, it's invaluable, right? I mean, you can't really put a price tag on that. And we're going to set you up and, you know, to be in position to accomplish all your goals and aspirations. And that's playing in the National Football League. So that being said, Alabama can kind of get, a, get away with that. But that's a long winded way of me just saying, um, there's probably, probably going to be a handful of guys just because I just mentioned the money thing. These other schools are probably going to say, "Hey, you know, you're not really you know, we're going to see the the field and in, in you know, the foreseeable future. We'll offer you X amount of money to come play here, right? And if a guy is probably going to, have to wait two years to get an opportunity, I'm not going to lie, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why they would turn that down, get paid more money, and go play right away. Um, but again, that's just the nature of it. I was reading more on that uh, stuff from the. Uh, uh, the NCAA president and it basically what he's proposing is like two separate divisions so there'd be like an NC uh division 1 uh paying division where they basically are being paid and almost like it's operating like a pl- employee somewhat and then there'd be another division 1 uh uh part that doesn't offer that and i, I don't know it, to me it is getting confusing reading all of it i'll do my research so then we can talk about it more tomorrow uh, but definitely just it's just so man. This, it, this thing is, you know what? I've i gotten to the point where I don't even try to understand it anymore. NIL is NIL. I just try to focus on focus on the X's and O's and let the the <laughs> the collectives and uh, not, all those people I'm, do all that and handle all that because it, honestly, it gives it's me not a really just egg, it's man. It's
3: not NIL. It's the transfer portal. I mean, but, but but that's
2: what and, I'm. But what I'm that saying is happen. they go hand in hand at this point, and that's yes. that, that's your argument, and I agree 100. percent But what I'm saying is. You, I mean, you, you, there's no control over it. Just like I told you yesterday, I mean, you either pay up or shut up. At this point, unfortunately, it's like you either match the offers or you start offering guys, or you don't complain about it and you you work with what you got. I mean, it's, it's I mean, that's just where we're at. And now I, I wish it was different. I wish there was a way to to limit um,
3: the. I, I, I guess
2: mean, you know you know what I mean. I there's a way easy, to limit the pain. We guys that are in the about...
3: pool. Good. Being fair across the board to all teams is totally unfair. Um, it's just a totally unfair situation. Right. No, that's why so I'm, I'm saying I wish there's a it way can't to limit that. Sustained uh, in the way that is going. That's all I'm saying because certain teams have zero chance. So you know what you going to do? Take the big boys and just break away from the NCAA and do your own thing, or that's that's you know, so. that's
2: what the president guy was talking about. That's why I was confused. That's what I was telling you. I, I was yeah. I didn't understand it because he basically was saying the 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 rich programs because he was like saying like the top Division one programs uh, spend like five million to two hundred fifty million dollars on sports or something like that. So he was saying basically break those off and let them pay their players. And then, bless you, no, I see you sneezing through the glass. <laughs> bless you again. And to break them off, let them pay their guys, and then separate the other ones. And then I think if I read this right, it was saying the Pac-12 schools wouldn't even be included in that. I, look, that's why I said it, it. gets confusing. I don't know. I don't even really know the purpose of doing that. Uh, to me, that makes it even more. Because uh, I think it also said that the schools that were branched off, like the, the premier schools that can't pay, would still be competing against the other <laughs> schools, so I, I don't know. Honestly, give me, give me, give me this afternoon to read the whole thing thoroughly, and hopefully I can have a better explanation. But I, I don't necessarily understand it at this point. Just All right, know. let's
3: uh, keep keep it rock and roll. Twelve thirty-four, your Eastern time. Eleven thirty-four in Tuscaloosa, title town. Corey Miller, the Miller is the pastor, of Payne, your host here alongside Christian Miller, the son. And my man Noah Haynes is producing Behind the Glass. Let's take some phone calls, shall we? Let's do just that. 205-342-9904 is the number. Don't forget to download that absolutely free app, TIE 100.9. To the phone lines we go. Tommy and Romulus starts us off here on a Thursday. Welcome in.
0: Hey, guys. How are y'all today?
3: Doing well, Tommy. How are
0: you? I just don't understand, like, a kid who isn't that kid for the Texas starting. And he said, I'm going to the Porter, and you're going to play against Washington in three weeks. I just don't <laughs> make no sense to me. Like if i was the coach. I'm looking at him like, yeah, you're leaving me, but you want to play. You're leaving me, but you're not going to help me win a national championship. You know, you want this, you want that. But you, it's just very confused. I'm like, Kristen, if you read it, you have to read it a second time. If you read it a third time, you know you're totally confused. <laughs> and, I, and
3: I think it's up to the coach's decision. Remember last year at the Sugar Bowl, Alabama was number five, right? They put TCU, in my opinion, ahead of them in the college football playoffs. Well, uh, Kansas State won the Big 12 last year, right? Then they win the championship, beat TCU, but TCU gets nine. TCU goes in the top four. Kansas, Kansas State goes to the Sugar Bowl. They get beat down by Alabama. Why Bryce Young played in it, who we knew was going into the NFL draft. So that Will Anderson Jr. played in a ball game. And then Coach Saban was on record telling guys they could play in the ball game, even though he knew that they were going to transfer. Uh, he, he allowed, he opened the door for them to do that. So I think it's the coach's decision, Tommy, on that. Uh, now, I'm, I'm Coach Saban, I want him to play too because I wanted to win that game and then make a statement, which they did. But um, it was up to him to decide what, what he wanted to do
0: with the kids. Yeah, I understand that. But like I said, if you're a starting receiver and you got a chance to play for the national championship game, this portal's not going to close down. You're going to have other opportunities. You know, I just want to worry about the disunity for the team. I mean, I am no care what Texas does about like Alabama. You don't want to go out. Those owners are going, yeah, he's leaving us and we're getting ready to play for the national championship. You know, I just don't want to see it disrupt the chemistry of the team. You know, and just like, well, you know, you was with us for 13 games. You're not going to be with us the next one? I mean, you know, it just really, it's just hard to understand. I understand you want to better yourself. I got nothing against that. I have nothing against the young man trying to better himself. That's,
3: that is really, a, a, I got to read much more on that one. I didn't really get into depth whether he's playing in the in the college football playoff bowl game or not. Or if he is, that is kind of weird to, to make that decision yeah, right I'm, now. but. But there's, I think, with the last count. What did I see yesterday, Chris, a couple thousand that's in the portal right now?
2: Yeah, I think it was, like, 1,500 and like, 36 hours, something crazy like I mean, that. It's probably ridiculous. F- yeah. approaching 2,000 here soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a coaching job. Like, I heard the Joe's, like, Kirby told somebody, told Nick, me, I'm not going to be coaching football when I'm saying me too. But you know what? There won't be many coaches that will, because you know what? the stretch. You gotta recruit your current team back. You gotta recruit for the future. And you gotta find the players that left and you gotta go to the point. I mean, you know, it's really gonna be a three hundred and sixty five day a year, twenty four hours day job being head coach in a collegiate sport. I mean the NFL don't have that kind of problem, but collegiate is gonna be you're gonna get burned out. You going that's no. why you don't see big names jumping for job to job right now. It just
3: no matter how good the money is, the interference and the headaches, not worth it sometimes. Yeah, you, know, you gotta, you smooth up to six, 15, 16, 17 year olds and, you know, mamas. And it, it's like, it's a tough job, man. Tommy, thank you for the phone call, buddy. All right, that's Tommy and Ramos. Real quick, let's take one more before we get to a break. And then we got Stephen M. Smith. Let's go to Oklahoma. Tony and Oklahoma, you welcome, Ben. you up on the Miller's Edge. Hey guys, great show! Thanks. Tony? You.
2: Thanks, Tony. What's going oh, on? Yes, yeah, great show. I, I'm like Tommy and Romulus. Uh, this it's just absolutely confusing. I mean, I I was all for the guys getting paid. I don't I don't have a problem with that. But I mean, like everything we do in this country, we just have to just, we just have to screw it up so bad, and then sooner or later <laughs> it will get fixed. Okay, it's the way we do everything, and I mean that it's no different in sports than it is anything else. You know, true. I mean, I, I, it
3: just it don't make any sense. None of it does. Uh, no, and, I, and as I said earlier, Tony, I was so pumped up about you know I just through my my own personal situation into it. So I understand coming from less than right and and looking for an yep. opportunity to get an education and to extend your your athletic career. But and if you had an opportunity to to sell your name, image, and or like this or do camps or shirts or whatever it was or do a commercial perfect. But this stuff is crazy yeah. right now.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and and the thing is, it's it's I mean, it's no more than NFL. Uh, it's it's just a, a, a baby NFL. It's the beginning of the NFL Mark. you know, these guys. So anyway, great show, you know, guys. I really enjoy listening to you. OK,
3: thanks so Thank much. Tony. Tony. Be blessed, my friend. We appreciate us. Tony in Oklahoma. They're losing uh, a tackle the number one, 2024 20, tackle going to Colorado. I mean, that's the and DM pay Crazy amount of money to protect his son, Shador. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't think he's getting a bunch of money to protect his son? Come on, that's what's happening in Colorado. All right, we got to hit a break. We got to get my man Stephen M. Smith in his own words. We'll hear from him. We'll break down the game last week. I know he was on site, right there. But on a Paul Feinbaum show, we'll talk with him, get his thoughts right here on the middle of the Edge. Again, we're presented by the Good Feet Store. America's Art support experts are in our cigars twenty-seven zero three. 6th Street. Go check out Reagan and Randy. The Emador Bourbon Bar, Porch. They got it all over there. Be careful and drink responsibly uh, when you go do that. So we'll come back and we'll hear from Stephen M. Smith in his own words. Right here on the Miller's Edge. Back in a moment.
0: Are you t- this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right, yeah, it's all right. All
3: right. And welcome back. This next guest is definitely He's All Right by Me. And this is uh, Darryl Rucker, Thursday Carolyn's boy. We play the sounds of my good friend D. Rucker. Senior reporter for Alabama, football vid TD Alabama magazine. He's a UA alum, Fred called voter, host of In My Own Words, Stephen M. Smith. The M is not for A. It's for Miller. That makes sense. So I don't want you to get it confused. I want you to get it twisted. There's only one Stephen M. Smith and he joined us right now on the Middle's Edge on the tie 100.9. Stephen, good day to you, sir.
1: Good day to you guys. I mean, after the clock hit, you know, triple zero over the weekend, you saw Alabama take home that SEC championship. And then uh, the very next day, we're sitting on, look at the TV, and the college football playoff committee put that Crimson Tide at number four in that playoff. And everybody's like, yep, yep, they in here now.
3: Well, hey, hey, you're right there in the thick of things, man. Too bad I couldn't join you. Uh, but I was in the, um DCH, uh, in their, uh, TV room watching <laughs> the game. But, but praise the Lord that I'm here today, buddy. Um, listen, you tweeted about an hour ago two defensive players landed on the All American team for the Alabama Crimson Tide that definitely helped them win that SEC championship. What I want to know is about one in particular. That's Kool-Aid McKinstry. I know Tia. Uh, is listening right now she's a she's a constant listener of the show hit me up on x all the time she thought i was too hard on kool-aid i get on because i think terryon arnold has outplayed him i Terry tell you some great things about him uh in his press conference the other day but i've seen him turn down some plays i think he could have been better i think he could have lost a little bit of weight i you know but i think he's a great player did he just get was it overhyped or was it the hype for real we,
1: we we look at Kool-Aid, guys, I feel like it's a little bit of both, right? It's a little bit of, of hype being being warranted, and it's a little bit of overhype as well because when you think about it, there are moments where Kool-Aid's on his game, he's on his technique, and then there are moments where you look at him and you ask yourself, is the physicality there? Is the toughness there? Is the want to there? There are times where he can be late jogging into his run fit when, when you're stopping the run. There's a time where he looks to be out of phase at times and coverage. And to your point, Corey, there have been several moments this season where Tarion Arnold's game has either matched kool or even surpassed Kool-Aid. But so since uh, teams are testing Tarion, that he's knocking the ball down. He's creating interceptions. He leads the team in pass breakups with 11. He leads the team in interceptions with five. So Tarion has literally played himself into being – you know, first-round draft pick, could he choose to leave after the season? Some of the hype on kool yes, it's warranted. And some of it is a little overhyped just due to there are moments where I feel like kool could be a bit better than what he has shown.
2: Steven, when you when you look at this Alabama football team that's, you know, filled with with a lot of youth, you've got to feel good about next season and going into next year with so many guys uh, with even more experience. But a lot of guys returning Uh, We were talking a lot about the transfer portal earlier and and just how, you know, it's on fire right now. And with Alabama playing in the postseason, you're probably not going to see too many guys' names from Alabama in the portal just yet. Um, But are there any guys that when you look at this roster, you look and you say, you know, this guy, you wouldn't be surprised if you see his name in the portal?
1: There's a couple, couple, Christian. And first and foremost, one of the first guys I look at is uh, when you discuss... Christian Story, maybe him. I mean, he could come back. Most He could come back most definitely. But Christian Story, a guy that's been in this program a long time, if he does not win a starting job by the spring, he could be a guy that could hit the portal. Another guy I could look at possibly a Justin Jefferson. We can look at a Sean Murphy coming up, a Jihad Campbell, who's played quite a bit this year, and people like him you look at a, a Kendrick Blackshaw. Maybe this upcoming season is his time. So you may see a, a Justin Jefferson. Maybe he pursues the portal. Those are two, just off the top of my head. Justin Jefferson and um, and Christian Story. And then we have to look at a Jacory Brooks. He could be somebody that could pursue the portal. He's got a banged up shoulder all year. We haven't seen much from him. We've seen Jalen Hale step up. Isaiah Bond, Kobe Prentice getting burned. Kendrick Law. Getting burned in here. So, Jacory Brooks, another name that I could possibly see, he'll you know, hit that portal.
3: Stephen Smith, in my own words, joins zero on the Miller's Edge. Uh, Stephen, Alabama, special teams coordinator, and, well, special teams coordinator, and outside linebacker coach Coleman Hustler was here at the University of South Carolina, and went down to Alabama, now is the DC with Jeff Levy's team at Mississippi State. Your thoughts on that hire?
1: That was a good hire for Mississippi State. It hurts Alabama in terms of recruiting. Coach Hutzner, one of the more elite young recruiters out there, so that, that that stings there. But here's a young man that's got a lot of experience, Corey, as, as you mentioned, in the Southeastern Conference. He's a guy that, you know, the last two years he's been at Alabama, helped Will Anderson become a number three overall draft pick in the 2023 NFL venue. He's helped Giannis Turner and Chris Braswell, Turn in tremendous seasons, to their credit. Uh, Dallas Turner, the SEC Defense Player of the Year. Chris Braswell, who's played his way into being a higher-round draft pick, uh, potentially, and you got to look at what he's done from a special teams aspect, helping Will Riker achieve massive success this year and helping James Burnham improve his numbers from what he was last year to right now. So a tremendous hire for Mississippi State. We all know coaching is a fraternity every position coach wants to one day be a coordinator and every coordinator wants to one day be a head coach. So this is Coleman Hutzler taking his opportunity to climb up the ranks here. Now I think he is, I think he's possibly expected to stay on at Alabama until the playoff ends and then go to Mississippi state. If he hasn't already left already for the Bulldogs, but this was a good hire for state, a good move here for coach Hutzler just things because another, elite recruiter leaving coach davis there
2: steven uh, uh, real quick something we don't really talk about too much on the show and you might have better ideas is the recruiting uh aspect of things and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't uh like early signing day coming up here in december
1: yes it is it's coming up shortly before i think it's a couple of days before christmas actually i think Uh, it's a few days before christmas is coming in and this 2024 class now, I don't know how people are talking about it, but it's a quietly good class. When you look at Julian Sands, you know, five-star quarterback, you look at, you know, uh, Ryan Williams, the five-star receiver that reclassified from 2025 to 2024, the young man from Sierra Land High School. You look at William Sa- uh, Will Sanders, four-star massive offensive lineman. You look at Joseph Ayanada down there at Clearwater High School in Florida, another massive offensive lineman. This is a good class. This is a very good class right here. It could finish out definitely in the top three. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it wraps up. But Bama's got some receivers in this class, got a five star quarterback in this class, and a very good running back, Alvin Henderson from Elba High School in this class as well.
3: Yeah, I don't too much worry about, you know, Alabama's recruiting class. I mean they you know, they nobody's talking about them and then bam, here they are, a top three. Uh, in the country, uh, real quick breaking new 5-8, uh, returner for the Georgia Bulldogs, <laughs> McKee Muse, Mackay Muse, I should say. He plans on also entering, uh, the transfer portal. My final question, uh, for you, uh, Stephen, as his team course, uh, take a little bit of a break. They get the Michigan Wolverines. We saw the response when they, when Alabama jumped at number four. People have been outraged, uh, about Alabama beating Florida State, which I think is absolutely, I'm sorry, it's stupid. If you don't think about football, you watch Willow State in Alabama, there's no way you should say that they one of the best four teams in the country. Your thoughts on Alabama getting that fourth spot?
1: Look, the committee did the right thing, guys. If you're in a business of capitalism, if you're in a business of making money, then you're trying to do the things to get you the most money, right? And last year, the committee saw we put TCU in here, knowing good and where they should have been in here from the get-go, and we lost a lot of money off that because nobody really watched the playoff last year at all. Just calling it what it is, nobody watched the playoff. So now they got it handled right this time. Now, honestly, they should have pulled Florida State out uh, way earlier than what they did. Ultimately, they did the right thing by pulling Florida State out. But if you look at the four teams in here, you got three power brands that's going to get you to a TV set that will get television rate, uh, television ratings, revenue share, all that stuff up. You look at a big brand in Michigan, a big brand in Texas, and a huge brand in Alabama football as well. And West Coast, y'all can stop you crying. Y'all team got in with Washington. So the committee got the best four in here. Now, yes, Georgia has an argument, too. They feel like they were slighted. Georgia isn't one of the top four teams, absolutely. But this is where losing late hurts you versus losing early. Losing early, you get a chance to improve. You get a chance to progress regroup, and grow versus losing late. It kind of just is what it is, and Georgia failed by that side. So the committee, they got the best four teams in. You're going to have revenue through the roof, ratings through the roof. People want to watch Bama, Michigan. People want to watch Texas, Washington, whoever ends up with that college football playoff championship game. They're going to watch that as well. The committee, they learned from their mistake. We're not putting the team that shouldn't be in there in there for them to get waxed by a better opponent. So the committee actually did for one to say the favor.
2: (laughs) I agree with you, Stephen. And hopefully we get to see an Alabama-Texas national championship game. I think a lot of people. I I, I,
3: I, I predicted it. I'm a. Prophecy was Jalen Hurts was going to take them to Houston, his, home, his hometown, and Mill win the the championship. Jalen Miro. Miro. Excuse me, Miro, I'm sorry. Um, but I was thinking. Too
1: much uh, Jalen to love, man. Too much
3: Jalen to go around. All right, listen, I got Jalen Miro's uh, sweatshirt ordered. I'm breaking man law code. I'm going to wear it. So, because he's going to Houston and win a natty championship for the GOAT, Nick Saban. Stephen M. Smith, host of In His Own Words, my man, friend, good friend of the show. Thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. You guys take care. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate there you go, Stephen M. Smith. Take us out, Chris. I know you got a quick read, real fast. I don't know if can get out, but I'll let you take it out. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad. To take us out, Christian.
2: Yeah, just want to remind everybody about our partners over at Buffalo's Cafe, where we were hanging out last night for all you can eat wings again. It was bash night every Wednesday. Seventeen ninety nine includes a beverage and fries or chips. So don't miss out anymore. Again, that's every Wednesday. But you can always enjoy the lunch specials nine ninety nine, including a beverage every single day. Or just go hang out at Buffalo's. It's just a great family environment. Or you can watch the game, sit at the bar, have a good time. So again, that's Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. And also, our friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. If you're in need for uh, that relief of getting cracked, getting adjusted, anything that you need to just go feel brand new, get your neck popped, all that good stuff, head on over to Spine and Sport Chiropractic, where they'll take care of all your chiropractic needs right in the heart of West Alabama. So don't miss out on that relief right there. Again, at Spine and Sport Chiropractic, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at two zero five. 345-8102. Today, you'll feel better than ever. That being said, gotta get out of here. Appreciate everybody tuning in to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM TBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art Sport experts. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
1: You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Do you need